Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Maybe you've been told that your symptoms mean that you need hormonal birth control or some type of hormone therapy. Or maybe you've been told that your symptoms are absolutely nothing to worry about, but there is something in the back of your mind that says otherwise. Women have been led to believe that at the slightest symptoms of perimenopause and menopause, they should run out and get hormone replacement. While estrogen levels will decrease during menopause, the truth is Estrogen levels do not fall significantly until after a woman's last period. In fact, far more women suffer from the effects of estrogen dominance during the transition to menopause. Today, I am taking a deep dive into estrogen dominance, and here is why. Estrogen dominance is at an all-time high for women 35 years and older, and it's linked to allergies, autoimmune disorders, breast cancer, uterine cancer, infertility, ovarian cysts, and increased blood clotting, and also associated with acceleration of our aging process. And full disclosure, I have personally had estrogen dominance in my mid to late 30s. And I really knew it because my periods got extremely heavy, my migraines came back with a vengeance, and my breasts felt very fibrous and tender each month right before my period. Those were always obvious signs for me that I needed to love up on my gut and liver and do a hormone detox. Now before I dive into everything you need to know about estrogen dominance, I want to do a quick assessment with you. I find that assessments can be very helpful in figuring out if you are struggling with something, but you can't seem to put your finger on it. Now, as I list out the common signs and symptoms of estrogen dominance, I want you to do a quick assessment to see where you are at. If you are experiencing two or more of these symptoms, it is very possible they are experiencing some level of estrogen dominance or hormonal imbalance. And if you're concerned that you are, I have got you covered in today's episode, which is fully dedicated to naturally reversing estrogen dominance, especially if you're in perimenopause, because that is when many women to begin to experience these symptoms. It's estrogen dominance assessment time. Here we go. Symptoms are listed as decreased sex drive or low libido, irregular abnormal menstrual periods, bloating, constipation, breast swelling and tenderness, fibrocystic breasts, headaches or migraines, especially right before or at your period, mood swings, which could be swinging of irritability or even depression, weight or fat gain, particularly around the abdominal hips and thighs, cold hands and feet, which is a symptom of thyroid dysfunction, which can be connected to estrogen dominance, hair loss or eyebrow loss, sluggish metabolism, foggy thinking, memory loss, brain fog, feeling tired throughout the day, especially in the afternoon and evening, trouble sleeping and insomnia, and PMS symptoms. Now that I listed the biggest indicators for estrogen dominance, did you get a chance to take the assessment? Now, if you haven't yet, I want you to rewind, go back, and finish the assessment to discover if your body is really craving a hormone reset. Now, as I mentioned earlier, if you're experiencing two or more of these signs, it's time to love up on your liver, your gut, and your hormone pathways, even if 
Some of these symptoms have been around for a long time, and you're not even sure what's causing them. Isn't it worth exploring what some of the big root causes are for estrogen dominance, especially if they're connected to toxic exposure, gut issues, or even chronic stress? Now that you have more clarity that estrogen may be an area to focus on in your body, I want to be clear that there are root causes at play that are easier than you think to address. But before I do that, I want to tell you why this all matters. I want to share a story with you. A couple days ago, a lovely woman wrote to me. Her name was Sandra. And Sandra relayed to me that she recently discovered that she had had estrogen dominance about six years ago while she was in perimenopause. But at the time, she didn't know it. Now, her symptoms got so bad that six years time that her fibroids were developed and her periods were extremely heavy, especially one month and then almost non-existent other months. Her doctor's recommendation due to the fibroids at the time was to perform a complete hysterectomy to remove her uterus and ovaries so that they could remove the fibroids and stop the heavy bleeding that she was experiencing. Now, never once was there a conversation around estrogen dominance or even looking into root cause solutions to actually solve the problem. Now, due to Sandra's complete hysterectomy, she went into surgical menopause at the age of 45 years old. And because that was earlier than she would have gone into natural menopause, her doctors prescribed synthetic hormone therapy of Premarin and progestin, synthetic estrogen and progesterone. Now, over time, her prescription of these synthetic hormones were increased, and it wasn't very long that she began to experience some very scary side effects due to the increased estrogen in her system. She started getting heart palpitations, she started bloating, tender swollen breasts, high cholesterol, blood clotting issues, migraines. And as you can imagine, Sandra was really scared and really confused as to what was going on with her body despite following all of her doctor's recommendations, including the hormone therapy recommendations. Ultimately, Sandra ended up back in the same boat of severe estrogen dominance, except now she had a higher risk for breast cancer, heart disease, and stroke due to too much synthetic estrogen in her body. And it's no surprise at all that Sandra's situation is not unique. This is happening all over the country. Hysterectomies are recommended all the time without really looking into what is going on. Now, there are times when they are absolutely necessary, but over 50% of the time, they are performed and could have easily been avoided if we had just dug deeper into that root cause. So often, it's estrogen dominance, and it impacts, no surprise here, more than our uterus, right? We saw the list of symptoms earlier. Taking out the uterus and ovaries isn't always going to solve the problem. By far, the biggest risks associated with estrogen dominance is hormone-dependent cancer, including breast cancer in both men and women, uterine and ovarian cancers in women, and prostate cancer in men. Breast cancer specifically is the most rampant than ever. One in eight women will get breast cancer in their lifetime. The other big chronic issues that can be formed because of estrogen dominance is autoimmune conditions. In some autoimmune conditions, High estrogen can enhance the inflammatory response of the immune system, increasing antibodies that target the body's own tissue, like Hajimoto's. So as you can imagine, this this hits really close to home, because around the time that I was addressing my estrogen-dominant issues, I had been diagnosed with Hajimoto's. So I can fully relate to this story and fully relate to the concerns 
because it definitely begs the question of, could I have prevented that Hajimoto's if I had addressed the estrogen dominance much earlier? Again, it's all about getting to the root causes, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. So now that you understand why you should just care a little bit more about estrogen dominance and the impact of our body, let me briefly break down the role estrogen plays in our body and the interplay between estrogen and progesterone. So each of us naturally produce the hormone estrogen in our adrenal glands and stored fat tissue, as well as ovaries for women and testes for men. Estrogen is necessary for many important functions in the body, including childbearing, keeping cholesterol in check, protecting bone health, neuroprotection, mood support, and so much more. Estrogen is balanced by progesterone to keep everything in check. They do a beautiful dance together each month while we are still cycling, and we really can't function without them and can only function well when both of these beautiful partners are dancing together. Now, here's how these two hormones interact and balance with each other each month. When a woman's menstrual cycle is normal, estrogen is dominant for the first two weeks of the cycle leading up to ovulation during the follicular phase. Estrogen is then balanced by progesterone during the last two weeks during the luteal phase. Now, as women enter perimenopause starting as early as 35 years old, and it can very much vary, we begin to experience an ovulatory cycles. That is cycles where no ovulation actually occurs, which means no progesterone is created or produced because we need to actually ovulate to produce that progesterone. At this point, estrogen can often go unopposed, causing symptoms. So skipping ovulation is, however, only one of the potential factors in estrogen dominance. It's definitely one that starts to play out during perimenopause as we get closer to menopause. But I want to share with you, in industrialized countries such as the U.S., there can be many other causes, and here they are. Here is my list of the other causes. So excess exposure to environmental xenoestrogens, which is a number of chemical compounds, solvents, parabens, and obesogens like phthalates, BPA, persistent organic pollutants, which are found in all kinds of products, such as cleaners, Glade plugins, plastic bottles, vinyl, shampoo, makeup, nail polish, mascara, and even plastic flip-flops, just to name a tiny few that can carry estrogen, xenoestrogens. The synthetic estrogens that are found in birth control pills and hormone replacement therapy, as we talked about earlier, Eating a standard American diet, a diet that consists of non-organic food sources and processed foods containing high amounts of pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate, as well as growth hormones and antibiotics that are fed to conventionally fed animals. The toxins in our food contribute to massive endocrine disruption due to gut issues, liver issues, and hormone pathway disruption. Next, excess body fat greater of 28%. We end up storing estrogen in our body fat, as I mentioned earlier, and that can absolutely lead to more estrogen dominance. Leaky gut, gut dysbiosis, and constipation, which inhibits phase three estrogen detoxification by disrupting the estrobolome, the gut bacteria that metabolizes estrogen. Yes, the gut is phase three in estrogen detoxification, so super, super important to make sure that your gut is fully supported there. Big one, chronic stress, which impacts the gut, the liver, thyroid, Insulin levels reduces progesterone levels through the pro prognenolone steel that can lend to estrogen dominance. Unresolved trauma, which is an which I call an intangible, but absolutely can manifest into hormone issues. 
poor liver function. Now, this is the big enchilada. We'll be talking a lot about this today because the liver is literally responsible for eliminating metabolized estrogens through phase one and phase two detoxification pathways. And again, phase three is the gut, um, which we'll be talking about as well. Nutrient deficiencies that impair phase one and phase two detoxification and methylation medications, smoking, alcohol, these all burden the liver and force the liver to prioritize those issues opposed to metabolizing estrogen. Because guess what? Estrogen is being metabolized every second of the day. Because when it comes to estrogen, you've got to use it and you've got to lose it. And if your body and your liver is focusing on toxins like medications, smoking, and alcohol, we've got to prioritize the big toxic issue and put the estrogen metabolism to the wayside. Next, sugar consumption because it has a negative impact on the liver. And then gene mutations such as COMPT and MTHFR, which also impairs our ability to methylate and detoxify our hormones. I want to further just explain this for a moment. Certain MTHFR and COMPT mutations harshly affect the methylation cycle and therefore lead to hormonal imbalances. One of the most common side effects of methylation deficiency is estrogen dominance. This occurs because of the inability to remove estrogen due to the lack of methylation, forcing it to recirculate back into the blood. Now you've got these dirty estrogen metabolites causing all kinds of problems in the body. So now that I have listed the many biggest root causes of estrogen dominance, I want you to just take a moment and consider any of these causes and how they may be impacting your hormone health or other health concerns as well. I know for me, as I look at that list, I know stress, trauma, leaky gut, and environmental exposure have played a big role in me having estrogen dominance in the past and other hormone issues over the years. So now that I've established the root causes, I am going to go a bit deeper and talk about the ways in which estrogen dominance is actually created in the body. So those root causes, right, they come into the system, and I want to talk about how they ultimately end up throwing off your estrogen levels. Now, this part is going to get a bit more detailed, a bit more science-y, and a little bit bit crazy. So just bear with me because we're about to get in it. You can experience estrogen dominance if any or all of the three situations are existing inside of the body. And if you're wondering how you would know, thank goodness there is testing for it that you can absolutely do, and I will be talking about that testing right after I go through these three ways in which estrogen dominance can be created in the body. Number one, probably one of the biggest ones that I see all the time is going to be the progesterone and estradiol ratio. When there is an insufficient amount of progesterone to oppose the more aggressive estradiol, which is known as E2, this shows up as a ratio of progesterone to estradiol in saliva or urine tests. It's a very common scenario. You can actually have low estrogen levels, but if the ratio is off, you still have estrogen dominance. Next one. When we're looking at the three estrogens in the body, estrone, estradiol, and estriol, and I want to talk a little bit about what each and every one of them do. So estrone, which is E1, estrone is the second most common estrogen in a weaker type of estrogen. Estradiol, which is E2, and we hear a lot about estradiol, is the most potent version of estrogen known for supporting bone growth, serotonin levels, memory, and heart health. And then we've got estriol, which is E3. It's the weakest and known for being the most predominant estrogen during pregnancy. It's also thought to be the most protective against breast cancer. 
Now, when there is too much estrone and estradiol, so E1 and E2, known as proliferative estrogens as compared to estriol, which is E3, which is the more protective estrogen, when those two are dominating over the protective estrogen, then you can experience symptoms of estrogen dominance. Now, if you're wondering, well, how do I even know if this is happening inside of the body? Well, you can measure this estrogen quotient of your three estrogens with a simple saliva test. So it's easy to test for. You just have to ask your functional doctor to run that test if this is a concern. Now, the last one, which is also one of the, I think one of the biggest ones, probably the most common of them all, I think one and three are definitely the most common of them all, and one and three can absolutely drive number two, which is estrogen metabolites. Now, when estrone metabolites called 2,16-hydroxyestrone get broken down unfavorably towards the dirty metabolite, which is 16-hydroxyestrone, that tends to be highly estrogenic and acts on a lot of estrogen receptors. Now, you can measure this. So I'm going I'm to break this whole thing down, but I just want you to know that when we see estrogen metabolites going down this 16-hydroxyestrone pathway, we know that there's a proliferation of estrogen and estrogen dominance. Now, we're able to measure this on a Dutch test to see which pathways estrone is actually going down and being allocated to. Now, the other two pathways are also important to note, which I have discussed in great detail in podcast episode 154, how to optimize liver function to balance your hormones. But in a nutshell, the three estrone pathways are these. 2-OH, which is the safest, most least cancerous pathway. We really want to encourage this one, and I will be sharing exactly how to do that later on. The 4-OH, which can go down the bad pathway and possibly increase your risk for estrogen-based cancers. Now, the 4-OH pathway is the most dangerous pathway. I just want to make that super clear. And then we've got the 16-OH pathway, which I had just mentioned earlier. This causes things to proliferate or grow, which causes estrogen dominance, also can increase breasts during PMS and the lining of your uterus to proliferate, causing heavy periods, clots, and fibroids. So this is often the pathway that we see where we, we are seeing an increase in estrogen dominance. Now, this is why I can't emphasize enough how important it is to love, optimize, just shower your liver with so much yummy goodness because it's literally the gatekeeper to safe estrogen metabolism. Now, to encourage the 2-OH direction of estrogen, I want to recommend getting your greens and cruciferous vegetables on. Broccoli, kale, cauliflower, broccoli sprouts, and Brussels sprouts are a big win here. You can also take supplements like DIM, glutathione, resveratrol, quercetin, because they all can help with phase one liver detoxification. Now, once the liver converts estrogen into the main phase one metabolites, so this happens through phase one liver detoxification, breaks them into metabolites, 2-OH, OOH, and 16-OH, it needs to neutralize them, which is done in phase two. Now, the healthiest ways to remove 2-OH and 4-OH estrogen metabolites through methylation, this is where we really want a good amount of choline and methylated B vitamins to help this methylation process, especially if you're dealing with a genetic mutation. Methylated B vitamins are going to be super huge here. 
Now, the act of methylation is the part of phase two detoxification, also known as conjugation. This phase of methylation neutralizes the metabolites and makes them water-soluble so you can get rid of them in the gut through regular bowel movements. Now, if you do not methylate or neutralize your estrogens, they recirculate back in the body and cause the problems via estrogen dominance, and that is that O16, OH16 metabolite pathway that we are most concerned about. So understanding this process, which I want to emphasize is so important to optimizing your gut, right? So even though that may feel a little bit complicated, and it absolutely gets way more complicated when you look at all the pathways inside of the liver and the gut, what really matters is that you are focusing on loving your gut and loving your liver so that these pathways are going in the direction that really serve us, which was that 2-OH pathway. So now that we've covered those root causes and how estrogen dominance is actually created in the body, and we've gone through phase one and phase two briefly of estrogen metabolism through those three different detox pathways, those three different metabolites, the next steps is to address and reverse estrogen dominance. Now that first step in addressing and reversing estrogen dominance is testing. It's important to confirm your suspicion of experiencing estrogen dominance. You can get your doctor to test it at your next appointment, or you can order your own Dutch test and do it at home. But make sure you have a functional doctor look over those results because Dutch test results are very complicated, and a lot of primary doctors aren't very privy on how to read Dutch tests. And once you confirm that you've got estrogen dominance or an increase in estrogen metabolites, or even if you have a deep knowing based on the assessment that we did earlier, it's time to leverage natural solutions and lifestyle changes to support your body. And here's the really good news. Implementing the recommendations that I'm about to share with you will reduce not only estrogen dominance and hormonal imbalance, but it'll also reduce inflammation, heal your gut, and support your hormones. So for me, whether you fully know if you've got an estrogen dominant issue or not, this is a win-win. This is a mega win-win. So I just want you to know that what I'm about to share with you has multiple side benefits in the body, not just addressing this one specific little issue, right? Just estrogen dominance. You know, when I think about an integrative approach to healing the body, it's about addressing the entire body as a whole. Now, I know that this episode is dedicated to estrogen dominance, but I also want you to recognize that all of these things, it all they all matter. They all add up to really supporting your body on a cellular level. So when it comes to naturally reversing estrogen dominance, I use a two-step approach to help you minimize your exposure to dirty estrogen metabolites and safely eliminate toxins from your gut and liver. So step one is all about daily lifestyle prevention strategies that you can begin to implement today. And many of you, I know, you are probably already doing some of these or a lot of these in which I say yes, yes to that. So let's get started on the lifestyle prevention strategies. Number one, foundational. I talk about it all the time. It is so important. Hormone-loving foods. You got to eat them. Eliminate all toxic foods from your diet that contain hidden estrogens, including conventional meat, dairy products, and non-organic produce. Opt for grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic whenever possible to avoid added hormones, pesticides, fertilizers, glyphosate that are used in conventional farming methods. In my hormone detox, I focus on foods that will support your liver and your gut, and I will be sharing details a little later on. Next is use a water filter. 
Thanks to pollution and runoff, hormone disruptors, heavy metals, toxins, and endocrine disruptors are rampant in our water supply. I recommend installing water filters in all of your taps and shower heads. Personally, I really love our Berkey water filter for drinking water and shower heads in our house. It's easy, it's relatively inexpensive, and it has made a world of difference in our life. Next is use non-toxic cleaning and personal care products. It is time to ditch the toxic chemicals that you use each and every day, and essential oils make this so easy to do. For recipes on how to make over your entire house with green cleaning products, personal care products, even your medicine cabinet, check out my book, The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils. You can find it on Amazon, and it has so many great recipes, so many easy recipes that you can begin to make and implement today. Next, ditch the plastic water bottles and containers. Replace all plastic storage containers and water bottles with glass or stainless steel. We love our Pyrex. We've got a ton of Pyrex. We love our hydro flasks. I literally take my little bright yellow hydro flask everywhere I go these days. Next, minimize heavy metal exposure by buying organic and using good water filters. Super important because heavy metals definitely create all kinds of issues from brain fog to toxic exposure, estrogen dominance, even cancer. So just be mindful about that. And you can do that by focusing on your food and good water filters. Next, big, big one is reducing your daily perceived stress. Now, I know for a fact that stress was a number one trigger for my hormonal imbalance and chronic fatigue literally 10 years ago. Chronic stress can lead to overeating, co-elevation of cortisol and insulin, and suppression of certain anabolic hormones. This state of metabolic distress can turn and promote abdominal belly fat. Both the direct stress response and the accumulation of visceral fat can promote a whole slew of systemic inflammation and oxidative stress. Stress even creates a distressing digestive tract, which will promote the adrenals to release more cortisol. Cortisol is a progesterone blocker at the cell level and can absolutely lead to estrogen dominance. Literally, stress alone could be the reason why someone is dealing with estrogen dominance. So I recommend having your essential oils with you to reduce stress levels at a moment's notice, journaling, meditating, as well as clearing your mind and imagining yourself living your best life and implementing self-care rituals in the morning and evening, even if it's just for 30 minutes a day, can massively, massively create a massive difference in your life. Now, those were all of my lifestyle recommendations. So many of these we can begin to implement now. And remember, it's all about those small steps. But to fully get estrogen dominance under control and to fully reverse it, I highly recommend going to the source and eliminating toxins in your gut and liver with a detox. Based on the research that I've done over the years, it's the quickest way to recalibrate your body and allow your liver and gut to safely eliminate toxins so that they can safely break down and remove those excess estrogen metabolites from the body. By doing this, you also restore the function of your cells and hormones, and cellular restoration is so key because disease is cellular. Without your cells functioning properly, you cannot fully heal the body. Your cells are fully integrated into the healing process, and if they are too busy dealing with threats, dealing with toxins, they just can't show up for you the way that they need to. Now, I know that detox is a word that gets thrown around a lot these days, and there are a lot of detox programs that I personally feel are very unsafe and very ineffective. 
but this isn't just some fad. The detox that I recommend is designed to restore your body and reset your hormones to achieve true lasting relief from your symptoms by repairing your gut and liver inflammation, removing toxins from your cells, and cleaning up hormone receptor pathways so that your hormones are functioning at peak capacity. Let's quickly break down the liver's role and how you can immediately support it. Did you know that your liver and gallbladder are the gatekeepers to supporting your hormones? Your liver produces bile that not only breaks down excess hormones, but your liver also manufactures hormones. Your liver functions in your body in much of the same way as a pool filter functions in the pool. Just as a pool filter cleans a pool by catching the dead leaves, the dirts, the insects, the liver detoxifies our body by harmful chemicals and toxins found in our food and our environment. This is done in two phases, which I covered very briefly earlier and requires certain vitamins and minerals to do it effectively, such as methylated vitamin B and choline. During the first phase, the liver breaks down toxins into smaller components that will be dealt with in the second phase, which can then be neutralized and excreted. Because the liver is so heavily involved in the manufacturing and excretion of excess hormones, especially estrogen, if there is at all any imbalance in phase one or phase two, estrogen can be reabsorbed to the digestive tract and returned to the liver, adding the overall estrogen load to the body, which can result in estrogen dominance and its linked illnesses. But often we confuse the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause with symptoms of estrogen dominance and just think that these symptoms are normal, but they're not. And if on top of the symptoms I mentioned during the earlier assessment, you've been diagnosed with any other disease that indicates severe estrogen dominance, like certain allergies, autoimmune disorders, certain cancers like uterine, breast, ovarian, ovarian cysts, or fibroids, then supporting your liver with a detox will go a long way in helping you not only eliminate the symptoms, but also supporting your body to work with whatever medications and treatments you are on so you can finally get back to a state of health and wellness. The liver has to be involved in your healing process. You simply cannot heal unless you're also supporting your liver to get rid of the waste. It's just that simple. And the only real solution to the mounting issues is to give your body and hormones a gentle detox. The liver is the primary organ responsible for removing these toxins from our body. But in research, I have found that our modern diet doesn't include over 50% of the foods, herbs, and supplements that support the liver's work. So this organ has tripled the amount of work with the onslaught of chemical toxicity and 50% of the resources it needs to do it. I don't know about you, but that does not sound like a good scenario. Our livers are overtaxed and they don't have what they need to function. Now, it would be irresponsible of me to not share what I have created for you to address estrogen dominance and other hormonal imbalances head on. This is an area that I take very seriously, and I always want to share strategies and programs that I feel will bring you the best results. Now, I've created a comprehensive yet safe and easy 14-day hormone detox that specifically addresses the big root causes, toxins, gut imbalances, stress, and nutrient deficiencies. I created this program for everyday superwomen, and let's be honest, it's you. Over the last year since we have shared my hormone trifecta and launched the 14-day hormone detox, over 2,000 women have successfully completed the 14 days and experienced incredible results in their energy, sleep, focus, hot flashes, mood, and metabolism. 
Many women love the food, the recipes, the self-care, and most importantly, the community that they decided to continue the program for an extra month. And more recently, I modified the program to address gut and liver inflammation and autoimmune concerns since many of us are dealing with them along with hormone issues and don't even know it. Now, many people ask, why 14 days? Can't I just do a three-day juice cleanse? Why isn't a week enough? Well, I chose 14 days because two weeks makes a massive difference in not only how you feel, but how your body functions. More energy, more alertness and focus, and weight loss is a byproduct if indeed your body is holding on to toxic weight. But I also chose it because two weeks give people enough time to move through several complete peristalsis cycles comfortably, not starving or crashing and burning like you can on a juice cleanse, just long enough for even those on an every other day go schedule to get real results. And yep, pooping is a part of detoxification. And if we're not going often enough, guess what happens to those toxins that we put in three times a day with non-organic foods, hormones from factory farm meat, and chemicals built up in everyday products? That's right, they get stuck and wreak havoc on our hormones. And 14 days is enough time to get the gunk out so that the body can start performing the way that it's supposed to. Even the most constipated people can benefit and feel that massive shift. Too often, we don't cleanse gently enough for long enough to get real results. But this detox was designed to give you the perfect amount of time with the least amount of guesswork and hassle. I built this program with a very busy person in mind. I built this for every busy woman who has a day job and a night job, who has work and travel, family commitments, all on the same day. Just ask my mom, who has been at it for the last month because she is an overachiever while running two half marathons and traveling to conferences. I call her the no excuses mama because she'll do whatever it takes to support her body and feel good. And she knows when she is on my program that when she's on it and afterwards that she feels her best. When you feel that good after 14 days, wouldn't you want to continue creating positive changes for your body? Well, that is what my mama has come to the realization especially when you're struggling with an autoimmune disorder or chronic inflammation like I have in the past. I have done this program for months at a time because it has been literally the game change. It was what took me from having an autoimmune condition that was active to putting Hajimoto's into remission. But the real breakthrough with the detox isn't just the process of detoxing, although that is the cornerstone. It's the three essential steps that I built into this detox program, which is my hormone trifecta that allows your entire body to reset and function the way it was meant to, even if you're in perimenopause and menopause or struggling with a chronic condition like lupus or endometriosis. Whether you have had a hysterectomy or struggling with a thyroid issue like I have in the past, this program was designed to work for you. Now, maybe... You're listening right now and you're still not sure that a detox is the answer for what you're dealing with. I absolutely get it. But what I want to know is, are you okay with feeling exhausted, sleep deprived, bloated, and foggy next month or even next year? What if you woke up feeling this exact same way one year from now? How would that feel? Or are you ready to finally make changes today and commit yourself to just 14 days to experience more energy, less hot flashes, less bloating, and less gut discomfort, and less stubborn belly fat? What if radical self-healing was one step away and it only took 14 days to jumpstart your hormone balance? 
This detox was the answer I was searching for so desperately when I wanted to heal my body. I was facing fatigue, unexplained belly fat, annoying cravings and headaches, and so much more. If you're there too and don't have an explanation for why you feel this way, you don't have to face it alone. I am launching a new detox group in April, and I want to invite you to join me and hundreds of other women and men for 14 game-changing days to reverse estrogen dominance by naturally healing your gut, your liver, and your hormones. Now, even my husband and my best friend Candace and her husband, along with my mom and her boyfriend, will be joining me with many of you. We have a crew joining us this go around already with hundreds of fellow detoxers. They already have their quick start manuals, their detox supplements, their approved foods list, their self-care journal, and exact protocols to create incredible success. They are all set and ready to start with us. So join me in making a radical shift towards healing your hormones by giving your gut and liver exactly what they need to thrive. If you are ready to learn more, I am hosting a free detox masterclass with Q&A, literally live question and answer, on March 23rd, next Tuesday. I will have a link to register for the free class in the show notes, or simply go to drmarisa.com masterclass. Now, during the masterclass, I will be sharing how to support your liver and gut to naturally reverse estrogen dominance, along with other hormonal imbalances. And during this, I will also be sharing the side benefits of experiencing more energy, deep restful sleep, and easing the most severe PMS symptoms. So ready to join me and our amazing detox community for the live 14-day detox? If so, join me at the Detox Masterclass happening next week. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Or if you already know you are ready for the detox and you're ready to make a massive change in your body, your metabolism, and your energy levels, just go to drmarisa.com detox and you can get set up to participate with hundreds of us. I hope you say yes to you, and I can't wait to see you there in the private Detox Community Facebook group, because let me tell you, that group is so supportive. We have been running that group for a couple of years now, and it's amazing to me, the wins, the celebrations, the recipe sharing, all the things that happen in this community to really ensure that you are set up for the utmost success. And as always, thank you so much for stopping by and listening to the Essentially You podcast. In the upcoming episode, I'm excited to bring on Lucy Peach. She is going to be talking with me about creating emotional resilience through the four phases of our cycle. I think this is such an important conversation because we never look at the emotional capacity of what happens during the four phases of our menstrual cycle. Well, Lucy and I are going to break it down in great detail and really open the door for what's possible for us as women as we navigate this beautiful transition of our monthly cycle every single month. Until then, have an amazing day.